Focus your projected SEO success based upon business metrics with Kevin Gibbons from ReSignal. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Kevin, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? My number one tip is to make sure that you start everything with a forecast. And there's lots of reasons behind that, but essentially where I see SEO quite often go wrong is you rush into, you know where the problems are, you, uh, but it starts kind of too tactical. So it could be that you change and improve existing areas of weakness on your website, or you look to strengthen different areas up, but you don't really consider why. So I always like that um, framework of Simon Sinek to start with why. So you go from why, how to what. And I felt like over the years, I've been trying to reiterate that into our team of actually rather than starting with how on the tactical let's look at why let's look at the forecasting and I think there's just so much that you can get out of that from a business level that means rather than kind of sprinting in the wrong direction you're understanding actually there's a strategy first and then with that approach you can make sure that you're you are going in the right direction and then once you have that then that's the time to accelerate but yeah it's it's very much starting with that kind of strategy approach first and then building into a clear forecast that you can align and set expectations with a clients upon. And then if you know what success looks like in say 12 months, even five, 10 years, 10 years is probably a bit too much, but um, I think certainly the longer term vision of the business should be aligned to your SEO strategy. And I really like you talking about Simon, uh, Simon Sinek there as well. Um, I funnily enough, actually use Simon Sinek's um, why, how, what approach to design web pages, just individual web pages and certainly landing pages for, for products. Um, because if people emotionally resonate with what you're saying to begin with, um, and then you can bring them further um, down the page to actually describe actually what it is you do um, to deliver, um, why, um They've landed on your page and then obviously how you actually go about doing that um, towards the bottom of the page. I think that actually tends to um, deliver a, a fairly high converting landing page. But that, that's that, that, that's another topic, I guess. Um, you also mentioned start with a forecast and SEOs obviously have their own metric, the metrics that they may incorporate as part of a forecast, but it may not be the metrics that um, uh, a business owner um, is interested in or, or really cares about. Um, so how does an SEO actually dis uh, decide on the metrics to incorporate within the forecast? So I would keep them as business focused as possible. And it it comes with, there's not a one fits all. Um, it comes with a conversation with a client. What are their business objectives and what are they looking to achieve? Quite often it does fall back to organic revenue, but that might not be the case. You don't want to just make assumptions. It needs, I feel like agencies can too often go straight into pitching mode of, I'm just going to tell you what you need without really listening to what is being classed as successful within the business. And, um, one thing that I've realized just in terms of my own skill set is I have a mix of SEO experience since 2003, so kind of coming up to 20 years. And I've run a business for 15 or so years. And I think now just trying to look at it, if I was in their shoes, 
treat SEO as an investment because it should be. And that's the key thing. I think when you're looking at the tactical parts of SEO, sometimes that can be looked at as a cost. And then it's, okay, how do we get an audit? How do we get keyword research? And they're deliverables. And you're quite often looking at the rate. But I think in terms of looking at it from the client perspective, you're then saying, this is an investment in SEO that we could spend in paid search, or we could spend on email marketing, or frankly, you could put that money in the stock market and expect, say, I don't know, 7% return or something like that. So if you're creating something that is adding more value, and it's this isn't a conversation about SEO versus PPC, as for me, there's always been a place for all of those channels, and you don't necessarily want all of your eggs in one basket. But to give you a longer answer to what's the metric, I think it's going back to what is it that they're trying to achieve. And at a business level, it's normally a return on that investment. Um, Sometimes it could be cost savings. Sometimes it could be brand awareness. But I do feel like it's very much trying to understand what does success look like from a client perspective, what does that look like for revenue? How many products do you need to sell? What are the top products that are driving you? Um, yeah, kind of average order values or profit. And then the more that you can dig into that, the more you can then start to work backwards. And I definitely advocate having a hierarchy of KPIs. You know, pick one target. Otherwise, quite often you're chasing two rabbits. If you have that one target, let's say it's organic revenue, then you can start to work downwards and say, okay, what type of traffic do we need? What type of rankings do we need to secure? Even to the point of then more tactically, okay, what type of links do we need to get from different publishers? What type of content do we need to have on our site? Um, technically, which pages do we need to optimize, etc.? So that then you you work backwards and you have those lead and lag indicators. It's not just this North Star that SEO is a leap of faith and two years later you'll be there. Don't question us in between. You need to show progress all the way through that keeps you heading towards that North Star without losing sight of why you're really doing that in the first place. I love your language, actually, treating SEO as an investment. That That's certainly going to resonate with many business owners because they, they understand precisely what that means. H- how long then is reasonable um, to expect to pay back some of that investment you you did mention the the term two years there is, is it is it is it ideal if possible to talk about seo within that kind of time scale um you, you also mentioned um looking at organic revenue and i guess that might um, focus you towards bottom of funnel terms and terms that are more likely to convert straight away so i guess two-part question is um how long is a reasonable time to pay back that investment? And I guess second part is, speaking in that type of language, does it not encourage you to focus more on bottom of funnel terms rather than actually terms that might take longer to obtain rankings and success? It does, yeah. Um, and I, to a certain extent, I think that's the right way to approach it because if you're having a short-term impact, that's the way that you can get more investment and kind of, buy-in for what you're doing. So prioritize by, let's say it's like those page two rankings that you can tip over to the edge onto page one. Those are great for a forecast because you know you're you're almost there. You're just not getting the traffic and the revenue that you have put a lot of hard work into getting. 
And if you can tip that over the edge as an earlier win, um, that can help to build towards some of the uh, more competitive terms that might take a while. Um, I don't want to use it depends, but <laughs> it kind of does. And it, it and what I mean by that is in terms of the time frame, it depends on the market that you're in, the competition that you're against. I think one thing that's really important to remember at this stage is you're fighting a moving target. Quite often forecasting is done as we want to get to where our competitor is now. So we need to create X amount of pieces of content, et cetera, et cetera, in order to close the gap. But that makes the assumption that they'll do nothing. And quite often that's not the case. They're very switched on and heavily invested in themselves. So um, I think you need to try and be a bit more calculated about it. From a return perspective, again, if I was looking at this from a marketing director seat, I'd be looking to make a return within six to 12 months on that investment um, at a minimum. And I would then be looking to really reap the rewards kind of within a couple of years afterwards, because you you get that this isn't paid search where you can put money in, get traffic back very quickly um, and then make a return. It, it is a longer term investment, but when you're at the end of those 12 months and you've secured a lot more organic traffic, you you have a much stronger base to start the next year from than when you started before. So it does need a, a longer term timeline in terms of your outlook, because otherwise you would always be investing in short term tactics, but then you kind of end up stuck in that situation where you always have to invest to keep it going. It's a tap that can be turned off. So I think it needs realistic expectations, but it you absolutely should be looking at the return that you're getting from that spend equally as well. I love your focus on the fact that actually your competitors are where they are at the moment, but it's not where they're going to be in the future. So you possibly need to have some kind of forecast in terms of where your competitors are likely to be in two years time and then focus your SEO efforts on surpassing what their likely success is going to be in the future. You also touched upon the key areas to focus on initially, and that is, um, I guess, rankings that are just off um, page one, um, that, that may result in uh, immediate transactions or some kind of immediate measure of success. Um, so what what typically are you seeing at the moment um, in terms of SEO tactics are likely um, to, to, to bring a ranking from just off uh, page one or onto page one? Um, are, are you seeing a lot of simple um, on-page issues that can be fixed, technical issues? Um, is it links? Is it quality of, quality of content or something else? We've had some very good wins from that approach uh, purely with content. So how do we make that content experience stronger, um, maybe deeper? It might not always be the case, but normally just improving. If you think of the EAT, I think there's certainly in terms of like the authority of content, I think is very important and just making sure that you've got um, content that can be trusted. So I think for our perspective, in terms of just where we've seen those results come from, if you can take those, um, those keywords that are on the edge of page one and tip it over the edge, and that, then I think, yeah, quite often you can do that by improving the content, sometimes the UX, certainly, um, 
if there's things that you can do in terms of title tags, meta descriptions to boost your click-through rates um, and make sure that it's as targeted as possible for those terms. Again, it's it's about giving Google those signals that you deserve to be um, amongst page the page one listings, if not higher. So um, yeah, I think it's really investing in that content experience. And obviously there's more that you can do around it. The three pillars of SEO, as far as I'm concerned, have always been the same of technical on-site content and link reputation. In an ideal world, you would be as strong as possible in all three of those. But if you're on page two already, I think your biggest wins, unless you have serious technical issues, are likely to come from investing in that content experience. Do you ever have any business owners uh, or directors that ask you to focus on bad or irrelevant metrics and um, you have the challenge of saying to them, we're better off focusing on these metrics and, and, and instead? All the time. What metrics do they typically want to focus on then? Over the years, I think there's, there's some that we've pushed back on. There's some that we're learning that we still need to push back on. Um, I'm not a fan of link metrics for the reason that I think you're choosing the wrong target. I think link metrics can be a KPI, but it shouldn't be the main goal. I think the main goal should be a business metric. And I think it should be ideally revenue focused. Um, and then your strategy and approach could be that you say do digital PR campaigns and you generate coverage, but whether you've generated 40 links, a hundred links, 300 links of a certain quality, I'm not sure should be the main outcome. I think it should be much more, what did that do for us from a brand perspective and certainly a, a business performance perspective? Um, I, I definitely see people get way too hung up on this. Even again, like I'm not saying this is a bad metric, but looking at kind of domain and link authority metrics that, um, yeah, kind of you're generating those, those algorithms are, first, it's not Google. It's a third party tool that gives you a good indication of the strength. However, um, if your whole strategy is built on, we want to get from a score of 60 out of hundred to 70, that can be changed by that tool provider changing the, the way they calculate things. And it's not necessarily, again, the, the end goal. It's, it's a, a way that you can help to secure that goal. And I'm not saying, actually, I think it might be a useful metric to keep an eye on, but if you're judging success and failure on, SEO KPIs, um, I think that's where it's hard to get true investment. If you're judging it on how much money did we make, it's so much easier. If you can say, we've got you a five to six times return for your spend, and here's how we did it, because all of the SEO metrics are going in the right direction. Again, it's those lead and lag indicators. So it's trying to set the importance levels of what you're doing in the right way but understanding what is the, the true goal you're trying to achieve. Great thoughts. So if an SEO is listening to you and thinking, you're right, Kevin, I've got um, a few SEO clients that are just happy, just ticking along here, just spending a few thousand pounds a month with me, um, happy with the metrics that I provide in terms of link or, um, or, or, or organic reach or whatever metrics are included in their standard reports. Um, 
they're thinking, I need to focus more on business metrics. And if I do focus on business metrics, then perhaps I'm going to get my clients to invest tens of thousands of pounds per month with me in different projects if I really take the time to truly understand their business. But the SEO is very busy. They're, they're busy, busy, busy doing whatever they do on a monthly basis. What, what's something that SEOs typically do on a regular basis that has probably diminished value in time so that they need to spend more time doing what you suggest, focusing on core, proper business metrics? So there's two things. One is not all clients are great clients. Um, I think this is something that we've had to learn that you need to, at least to say not all clients are not good clients, that kind of sounds negative to them, not all agencies are a good fit for every single client. And I think it's knowing from if you are an agency or an SEO provider, you're kind of looking at what is your sweet spot and what do you need to say no to? Because sometimes you might want to be focusing on organic revenue and they might want to focus on kind of more specific SEO KPIs that you just don't feel like that's the right target. We've definitely been there in a number of cases in the past. And I think that's where most of the stories in terms of failure come from. It's a misalignment in goals from the very start. So I do think actually being clear on this, pushing back and saying, this is what we want to be judged upon is um, is really key. And if they say no, being prepared to walk away and say, okay, well, maybe you're not the right fit for us. We recommend you talk to someone else who can help you with that. And I think that's a really hard place to get to because agencies quite typically want to win new business and take on new work and then they kind of adapt to the way that the client wants to work but just in my experience that's where things quite often go wrong because you're then not playing to your strengths you're you're playing to their goals which may not be the right goals in the first place certainly for you um and i think the second part of that is if you are very clear on your goals put all of your effort behind focusing on those goals. And that, again, that sounds obvious, but I see so much activity that is, okay, we're trying to increase organic revenue, but we could create all of this blog awareness traffic if we were to do X, Y, Z. And it's like, yeah, you could, but let's get to that after we've, let, let's hit the target first. Let's put everything prioritized around what's the best way to hit your target Let's make the client happy. Let's make them a lot of money. And if there's ways that as we can extend that strategy to generate more awareness longer term and it feeds into that, then obviously let's look at it. But if just start with what's most important, and I think that's the thing, it's a prioritization. You can do SEO all day long for pretty much any website on the internet. There's, there's rarely things to run out of doing. It's just that prioritization of what's most important and where are you putting your efforts so that it has most value? Superb thoughts. Well, you can find Kevin Gibbons over at resignal.com. Kevin, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2022. Thanks for inviting me, David. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs>